Hey guys, this is Kyle Tully with another episode of the Consulting Tycoon Podcast. This week, we're talking about how to get clients chasing you. A member of my coaching community said, I'm getting pretty good at getting clients, but I feel like I'm always chasing them. How do I turn the tables and have them coming to me? So this week, we're going to look at how you can stop chasing them and start attracting clients, how you can get enough deal flow so that you can start to sift, sort, and select the best clients, and how you can become a big fish in a small pond and get celebrity status in your market. So let's get started. So the problem a lot of consultants face once they first start getting their marketing machine going is they're doing a lot of push marketing. They're, you know, maybe they're doing direct mail or they're doing some cold email marketing or they're going door to door, they're ringing people, they're going to networking events, but they're doing something that's essentially pushing their stuff out into the world, essentially saying, buy my stuff, you know, book a consultation, let's have a chat. And all of this is focused on you getting clients. And when you're in this frame of mind, you've got your salesman hat on. You're always chasing business and you're in this kind of vendor mode. And there's a lot of problems with this. One of the main ones is it's very event-based. And because of this kind of constant pitching, you can start to turn people off. And if you're in a relatively small market, you can turn them off pretty quickly. People start to tune out. And a bad thing happens when they tune out is not only are they now not listening to your message, but the more they hear from you, the more they're reinforcing their decision not to take action. And then you start to get really burnt out because you're doing all this work, you're hustling really hard, you're trying to get clients, and things just aren't working like they might have done when you first started this approach. So the solution is to switch to more of a pull marketing solution. You know, Rather than just saying, hey, buy my stuff, say, hey, here's some cool stuff that might help you grow your business. And you do that over and over and over again without expecting anything in return. And that's really the, the core principle here is providing value first and providing that value without asking for anything in return. Now, obviously, when you're first getting started, this can be hard to do because you need money. You need to put food on the table. You've got rent or a mortgage to pay, and you kind of do need to get people to buy your stuff. But as soon as possible, you want to start making that shift from not only doing push marketing. You know, There's a lot of positive things to be said for push marketing. We're still doing direct mail campaigns. We're still doing cold email outreach. There's nothing wrong with those, but you want to start to layer on some of these pull marketing strategies that we're going to talk about today, start providing value to the marketplace, start getting yourself out there, building yourself up as an expert within your little niche market. And this is what's going to start attracting clients. The great thing about this is it can be very, very process-based. You can build solid systems around it, and it's going to provide a lot more of a longer-term benefit than you know these more event-based push marketing strategies, which you know can be very effective in the short term, but over time can start to lose their effectiveness, especially when you're in these smaller markets. So the secret, if it's a secret at all, is you need to build a platform. And that platform is essentially your vehicle to deliver value to that group of people consistently over time, right? Your platform is a vehicle to deliver value to a group of people consistently over time. Now, you guys are probably familiar with the different formats that these can come in. These could be a print newsletter, which are very, very effective, an email newsletter, a podcast like you're listening to today. Uh, webcast, webinars, could be white papers, a video letter, even the old humble blog. All of these things can work very effectively as a platform as long as they're right for you and they're right for your market. And we'll talk a little bit more about that as we go on today. So the great thing about having your own platform 
is it starts to turn on this attraction marketing machine. You start to go from push marketing, where it's all about taking the next step and having a chat and getting a client, to pull marketing, where you're providing value to the marketplace, you're demonstrating your expertise, you're showing people, hey, here's how I can help you, here's how I've helped other people, here's some cool solutions to the problems that you guys are facing, and just demonstrating powerfully that you can actually solve their problems. And you're doing a lot of almost under the radar selling here where a lot of that sales process is being dished out weekly or monthly or you know each time you do a, an episode of your platform, you're doing a little bit more of a sales job and just slowly but surely over time, people suddenly become sold on you. And that's a, you know what I've experienced with my platform. You know, I used to run a, a daily secrets email and I would have people who would be on that list for two or three years and then they would finally buy and they would spend you know, uh, five figures with me in the course of, you know, the next month or so. And that sale would never have happened if I just try and sell them something straight away. But it can when you've got that longer term value building outlook. It's going to help you market consistently. And this is, in all honesty, the single most important factor in growing a consulting business. In reality, growing almost any business is your ability to market yourself and your ability to do that consistently. And the challenge, again, is when you're doing push marketing, when you're just doing direct mail and you're just doing you know, Facebook ads and you're just doing cold email outreach, all these things, you really can burn people out quite quickly, especially in those smaller markets. You see this all the time with Facebook ads. You're going out to a certain market and the ads stop working in about seven to 10 days in many cases because everyone's seen them and you've burnt them out with those ads. So you want to switch to more of a, a content and value-based approach. Great thing about a platform, it's going to help you get that authority positioning, help you demonstrate value. And that's what I'm doing with this podcast every week. I'm demonstrating that I know how to solve some of these challenges some of you guys are facing, that I've solved them for people before. And if you find value in this, there's a good chance at some point you know, in the future, you're going to join my coaching community or you're going to become a private client and we're going to work together in some other capacity. But it's driven and grown from this value first approach. great thing about a platform as well, it's going to help you find your USP, your real USP, that unique selling proposition that people always talk about. And the real USP, what I mean by that, I mean you. Because at the end of the day, when you're a consultant, you are the USP of your business and you need to figure out what it is about you that people are really buying and that your ideal clients really want to buy. And I personally found one of the most effective ways to extract this information from yourself is to start building a platform, start finding your voice, start putting material out there, and you very quickly start to find what you're good at, what your thoughts and opinions are on certain things, what you enjoy talking about, what your market likes hearing about, and you start to find what is truly unique about you. You find what we call skill stacking, where you'll find those unique traits and characteristics that you've got that other people can benefit from. So with me, I really hit my stride when I you know, was leveraging my copywriting skills, when I was leveraging my presenting and speaking skills, you know, doing things like this podcast, and when I'm doing more of the analytical analysis type stuff. And those three things work really well for the, the AdWords business that I have and some of the other coaching and consulting that I do. So that's how I've stacked my skills in a fairly unique way that you know, only a very small percentage of the population has that same unique stacking of skills. 
And this is what lets you sell relatively high-priced products and services quite effortlessly compared to if you hadn't discovered this USP and if you weren't stacking your skills. You know, if you're just trying to say, get clients via cold email, but you're a terrible writer and you're not very persuasive via email, you can't communicate very clearly, you're probably going to struggle, right? Sounds really obvious, but I've met lots of people who are trying to use marketing strategies or trying to build a platform on skills that they don't have and aren't willing to get or simply can't get. Likewise, if you're really bad at talking and you're really bad at interviewing people and you just don't like doing that, you're probably going to struggle with a podcast. So you've really got to figure out what you're good at, what unique skills are, uh, combine that with what your market's looking for in building this USP. So there's some fantastic examples of platforms out there. And I like to look far and above away from the typical consulting business that most people would look to at bigger picture businesses and see how other people in the real world are using a platform. And the first one that came to mind was Ellen. My girlfriend loves watching the Ellen show. She has it on almost every day while she's having her lunch here at the office. And the Ellen show is essentially Ellen's platform. And she does a whole lot of good from that platform, you know, helping people out who are struggling, giving away money and, and all these kind of things. But the thing that really stood out to me as a business owner is she launched an app on the App Store a couple of years ago um, called Heads Up. Uh, it's just a fun little game app. But she's made $25 million thereabouts from that app, $1 at a time. So 25 million people have downloaded either that app or something within that app. Now, there are plenty of other apps that are fairly similar in the App Store, but none of them have made a fraction of that amount because Ellen has the platform to be able to sell that. And she's got the platform not only on her television show, but because of her television show, she's been able to build up a platform on someone else's platform in Twitter. And when she tweets out, hey, I've got a new game, she makes hundreds of thousands of dollars in minutes when they go and download that. One of my favorite comedians is Bill Burr. He's been doing a, a weekly, if not twice weekly podcast for must be around 10 years now. And it's a really funny podcast. If you like that kind of comedy, you'll, you'll like what he's got there. But what's amazing about that is that podcast, I think he's now getting about 40,000 downloads per episode on average. Um, it wasn't always that way. You know, when he first started out, he was you know, getting just a couple, couple hundred maybe downloads. That podcast is his platform so that now when he goes around touring, he sells out venues everywhere he goes. He'll sell out venues before, you know, in many cases before tickets have kind of officially gone on sale because he's got these platform to speak from to announce to the people, hey, here's what I'm doing. And people are much more invested in that and are willing to invest in that because he's been providing value twice a week to people for sometimes months or years on end before he actually you know, has a, a show in their, their neighborhood. And so that podcast is his platform to go and sell his stand-up comedy. And I don't know the exact number, but he's probably one of the top five or 10 comedians in the US at the moment in terms of you know, getting gigs and, and selling out venues and that kind of stuff. Uh, I mentioned earlier my daily secrets email, which I've kind of scaled back at the moment as I'm growing my own business again and working with coaching clients and, and building my coaching community. But back when I used to do that every single day, that was my platform. And that was a really, really effective way for me in literally 15 minutes a day to write those emails to demonstrate that 
I know what I'm talking about when it comes to the consulting business, that I've faced pretty much every single challenge you've faced, that I've not only solved those challenges for myself, but I've coached other people and helped them solve their challenges as well. And there was you know, barely an email I sent that I wouldn't get positive responses from and that wouldn't sell my products and services. And so that was a fantastic platform to demonstrate what it is I do. Uh, Justin Brook, another internet marketing guy, he's got a great email newsletter where he essentially just curates content from around the web. So he just, you know, he'll have a, an email newsletter and there might be, say, five or 10 different articles in there where he just writes a quick, brief, one paragraph description of what this content is and then links out to it. And that's pretty much the entire newsletter. Occasionally he'll have a little soft pitch for one of his own programs in there or whatever, but it's mostly just curating content. And he curates really good content. Like I think I, I read some pretty interesting stuff around, but I don't think there's been a single episode of that newsletter where I haven't found at least two or three articles that were really interesting, really fascinating, and on platforms or blogs that I'd never seen before. So I got a lot of value from it. And lo and behold, I think I've bought two or three of his programs over the past year or so simply because of that value that I've gotten from him. Uh, Dan Kennedy's newsletter. Now, this is a paid newsletter, but essentially his newsletter acts as his platform. That newsletter, which he had, I think it was close to 50,000 people sub subscribed to that at around 50 bucks a month at one stage. Um, that's the platform that allows him to sell out his multi-thousand dollar seminars. It's the platform that lets him sell and launch brand new info products and make millions of dollars. And it's the platform that he uses to sell other newsletters. There was, I think, at least half a dozen different newsletters coming out from Dan Kennedy at one stage. I know he sold that that part of the business now. Uh, I don't know how many there are, but that newsletter was the platform for other content. And finally, this podcast. I've mentioned this before. This is another example of a platform. I know my market is out there. They're listening to podcasts. Um, this is in my wheelhouse in terms of what I'm good at, what I enjoy doing, and so it's a really good mash. Now, a really, really powerful trick that I w was teaching my uh, Inner Circle guys a couple of years ago, and that's still super effective, and I don't see very many people doing it. There's a lot of people out there you know, doing content marketing who uh, maybe have a blog or they've got some kind of a platform, but they're not really leveraging it properly. And what I call this is the delivery secret. And you can turn pull marketing, this attraction marketing stuff we're talking about, your platform, you can actually turn that into push marketing. You can leverage it and reuse it again in a push marketing strategy. So I've had students who took their old blog posts and turned them into a print newsletter. I've had students who turned their podcast into a CD or a webinar into a DVD or take everything that you've put together. You know, if you've been doing um, your platform, you've been putting content out there for six months or 12 months, you've got plenty of material that you can package all that stuff up into what we call a shock and awe package that you can send to prospective clients that demonstrates in no uncertain terms that you know exactly the kind of challenges they're going through, you're an authority on this subject, you've helped other people, you've got the case studies to back it up, and you're going to be worth whatever it is they need to invest for them to have their problems solved by you. It's a really powerful strategy. I'll repeat that again. You can take your platform, this pool marketing stuff that we're talking about, that can sometimes be quite a passive thing. You know, you're putting content out there, you're doing your blog, you're putting out your podcast, you're writing a newsletter, and you're not necessarily getting a lot of immediate feedback. But you can also turn that into a push strategy where maybe you take your print newsletter and you send it to people in your market who haven't actually subscribed for it yet. We did this a couple of years ago where I actually had a paid newsletter 
and I marketed it to a, a certain list of a couple of hundred people, or maybe it was a couple of thousand people. I think we had a couple of hundred on there at one stage. And then anyone who didn't buy the newsletter, we sent them complimentary copies anyway and said, hey, here's, a, here's your paid newsletter enclosed. And we actually got clients from the people who were getting the newsletter for free. So there's lots of ways you can reuse this material that you're creating to actually push it out to the right people and to make it a bit more of an active strategy. So I think the key thing in terms of the content you put out there, it's going to be unique for every business and for everyone, but essentially you want to be able to demonstrate in the most powerful way possible that you can help your market solve their problems. Consistency is going to be the single most important thing other than you know obviously showing them that you can solve their problems. Doing that consistently will be the number one thing. When I used to track it with my daily emails, when there were times where I was doing it every single day, my income was literally about 10 to 12 times more than I was when I was doing it just three or four times a week. So that extra one or two times a week consistently over time was a 10x or more increase in revenue. So it really does make a difference when you're consistent to why I'm striving to get these podcasts out every week because I know people start to form habits around them. They start to you know enjoy and expect that value each week and the long-term benefits for both of us are much greater. So some questions you might want to think about is where does your market currently hang out? You know, are they online? Are they offline? If they're online, where are they? Are they in forums? Are they on Facebook? Are they just Googling stuff? If they're offline, where are they? Are they going to industry events, networking meetings, or are they not there at all? You've got to figure out this stuff and get really clear on where these people are. And this is going to flow back to you figuring out exactly who you're targeting. So the clearer you are on who your ideal clients are, the easier it's going to be to answer these questions, the more powerful your platform is going to be and the more effective it's going to be. So where does your market hang out? Um, What do they consume? Do they enjoy watching webinars or have they never heard of, of a webinar before? That might impact whether you decide to go with a webinar strategy. Are they listening to podcasts? Again, if your market doesn't listen to podcasts, if they're never even heard of podcasts before, you might struggle to build up a podcast. Or you might get lucky and time it just right and be there at the the start of the revolution. You never know. Do they read print newsletters? Would they prefer an email newsletter? You want to start researching this stuff, start figuring out. And then where is your skill set? What are you good at? Are you good at writing? Are you very persuasive using the written word? Or are you a more powerful presenter? Do you prefer speaking? I know for me personally, I'm quite good at writing you know I was a copywriter for many years and a relatively successful gun for hire but one thing I found with copywriting was when someone pays me a couple of thousand dollars to write a sales letter I can bang that thing out in a couple of days maybe a couple of weeks but when I don't have a you know a check or a boss looming over my head to get some written material out I struggle I struggle to write for my own stuff I'm actually much better at presenting via audio or putting a video together or something like that And so I'm moving more to this audio strategy of podcasting because it just fits in better with my natural ability to get stuff done. And then we can layer on some copywriting things on top of that. But I move my main strategy to the stuff that is easier for me to put out there. And frankly, I think the market actually benefits from more and probably enjoys more as well. You might want to start to think about what you stand for within your marketplace What's your perception of the market? What's your perception of how the problems in the market should be solved? I know for me, early on when I was selling my copywriting services, 
one of the big points I was always making in my um, direct mail newsletters that I was sending out and all the communications I had with clients was the difference between direct response marketing and branding. And I took the tack that branding for the typical small business is a complete and utter waste of money when you you know need to put some money into a marketing strategy and have that money come back with friends 30 or 60 days later, branding is simply not going to get you there. You need to have a direct response strategy. You need to be tracking every single thing you do down to the penny so you know exactly which ad worked, what website worked, what calls to action are working, what offers are working so you can then scale those things up. And that was my core message that I just hammered over and over and over again. That was the thing I stood for. It was a message I kept harping on about and it was very effective for me. Now, these days, we talk a lot about the difference between using search engine optimization versus paid traffic and the pros and cons of those two things because we're mostly selling pay-per-click advertising. And generally speaking, I think that's a much surer bet for most business owners. I think if you can make paid traffic work, that's a, a much um, much more uh, – it's got a little bit more longevity. Let's just say that for most businesses. Next question to think about is how you can demonstrate that value – the most effective way? Is it putting out case studies? When I first started this consulting tycoon business five or six years ago now, I think it is, all I did for my marketing was basically interviews with my success story students. So I launched my course, we had a whole bunch of success stories, and then one by one, I just went through and started interviewing people. And that was a super, super effective way. You might be able to do the same thing in your business. Go back to all your clients that you've gotten good results from and start interviewing them. You can publish that either as a podcast, as a print newsletter, as an email newsletter, put it on a blog, whatever you think is going to be most effective for your market. Likewise, you might be able to put together a webinar where you demonstrate solving the problem that you're really good at solving at live on video in front of people. So how often should you publish these things? There's no right or wrong answer. Uh, For me personally, I found huge benefits to daily publishing when you're doing an email. Uh, People, generally speaking, their inboxes are super busy. They're really full. They've got lots of stuff coming in. And their natural reaction is to then want to publish less. You You don't want to be another burden. You don't want to be another person just taking up their time. When in fact, what you want to do is the opposite. You want to be there every day. You want to be the email that they look forward to. You want to be able to educate and entertain people so that they look forward to those emails and you're one of the ones that gets read. And over time, what I experienced was people would write back and tell me, hey, I used to subscribe to like 100 newsletters. I've now called it back to you and you know these two other guys. And I got that feedback a lot just by providing value, doing it daily, being consistent with it, and you know being unique in the way I did it. For my podcast, we're going with a weekly routine, which I'm finding is just a really nice rhythm because it fits really nicely into my weekly schedule. I think content-wise, me personally, when I listen to podcasts, I like a weekly format. I know there's people that do it daily. Um, Maybe if that was your entire business, like if I was selling advertising on this podcast and that was how we were monetizing, maybe it would make a lot more sense to do a daily show. But you know, when I've got my own business to run, I've got coaching students to look after, I've got an entire community of coaching people that I, I'm now responsible for, um, weekly works really well. I think personally, monthly is probably not often enough unless you've got a really good push strategy going on on top of that. So some action items from today's episode. Number one, determine where your market is already hanging out and what they're already consuming. This is really important. 
you want to know where they are and what they're doing and what they enjoy reading and fit into that as much as possible. It's the old copywriting thing of entering the conversation that's already in their head. You want to appear where they already are. And the good thing about this is, while everyone else is just throwing money at paid advertising, everyone's jumping onto Facebook at the same time, you can come around the back door. It's a whole lot cheaper. It's a whole lot less crowded. And in most cases, it's much more effective. Step two, decide on the format for your platform and make sure you use that skill stacking to tilt the game in your favor. So figure out the two or three things, four things maybe, that you're better than average at and you'll find that the combination of those three or four things is where your USP is going to be found. It's going to be the, the reason why people hire you and the reason why they're going to be willing to pay premium prices for your solutions. Number three, figure out how you can provide value before asking for anything in return. And number four, publish your first episode. Don't get bogged down in figuring out exactly how you're going to publish everything, exactly how you're going to promote the whole thing, how often you should publish, You know, figuring out all the nitty-gritty details. As fast as possible, get your first episode or your first edition out the door. I remember hearing Dan Kennedy talk um, many, many years ago now, maybe about 10, 15 years ago, who's talking about his Platinum Mastermind Group. These are people that pay him $100,000 or more per year to attend a couple of mastermind meetings each year. And one of the common characteristics between all these people who are making millions, if not tens of millions of dollars in the, the consulting and info product business was the ability to launch and market things before they were complete and in many cases before they even existed. The ability to launch and sell stuff before it's finished and perfected is a secret to speed to market and the secret to making money a whole lot quicker than you might otherwise have experienced. I know me personally, I must have half a dozen courses that I've got half finished on my computer and they never got finished because I'm always trying to perfect them. Every couple of months, I'll go back to one of them and I'll start tinkering with it and think of a few other ways I could tweak it and make it better. And in theory, those courses are going to be amazing if I ever finish them. But it's really hard to finish them because there's always something that can be better. You're never going to reach perfection. But the courses I've launched and sold and the products and services in the consulting space that I've launched and sold, in most cases, I sold them before I'd figured out all the nitty-gritty details because I've got the knowledge and I've got the skills in my head and I know from experience when I get a client on board, I can figure out the nitty-gritty details of how it all comes together. But the secret is getting the thing out the door and getting it done. That's my best advice for you. If you are thinking about a platform, you're thinking about migrating from some of these push strategies and you want to start attracting clients and having them come to you and building up this deal flow, is just get your first episode out the door as quickly as possible. Think about the four questions, determining where your market already is and what they're consuming, the format that best suits your unique skill stack, how you can provide value to those people in terms of the type of content you want to be putting out there, and then getting that first episode out the door. Guys, thanks again for listening. If you're getting value from these podcasts, I'd really love you jump onto iTunes, write me a review, tell me what you think about the podcast, tell others what you think so that they can come on board as well. And uh, hopefully we'll get this out to a whole lot more people. I think we're up to around a thousand downloads per episode at the moment, which is really, really fantastic. Love to get this out to more people. Guys, thanks again. And I'll talk to you next week.